Hi, this is Michelle Weidenbenner, your Chief Hope Builder. If you are here, it's because you have a loved one with a substance use disorder and you're looking for support. Well, you're in the right place because I help you along your journey um, to, to introduce you to different people, different experts in the field, and to share hope with you because so often we get stuck and don't know how to live our lives without trying to fix our addicted loved ones. So I am the author of Moms Letting Go Without Giving Up, Seven Steps to Self-Recovery. And recently I will be launching Unhackable Moms of Addicted Loved Ones, Closing the Gap Between Havoc and Hope. This is a 30-day program that can help you go from havoc to hope and learn how to take charge of your own life. Think of it as a leadership book for moms who are in the same situation that I've been in and out of for so many years. Um, Please find my books at Amazon or anywhere that they are sold. If you would like to join us in a private Facebook group, you can find us at Moms Letting Go in Facebook. And um, if you'd like to join us in the tribe for more sisterhood and support, just go to Teachable. That's momslettinggo.teachable.com and find us there. But regardless, you're in the right place right now and we want to encourage you on your hope journey. We want to be here for you. Um, I have a group of care team members who are all where you have been or are today. So we want the best for you. God bless. Thank you and welcome. I would like to talk to you about prayer. In the Almighty Mom Tribe, we have a group of moms who um, come in for support and coaching and so on. And we all are together on WhatsApp. I don't know if you're familiar with WhatsApp, but it's an app that allows us to just share um, prayers and moments of crises and um, joy and different things in our life. It's kind of like a walkie-talkie system where it's a group. And it's just a group of women who have children either um, in recovery, in active addiction, and we support one another, right? So this week, uh, Sandy shared this YouTube on Dr. Caroline Leaf because we're studying mind management in our group. And Dr. Caroline Leaf um, is like, oh my goodness, she is the, the scientist and the doctor who helps us manage our disappointment, our frustrations, our anger, and different things in our life and break down our emotions. And she's just awesome. But in this interview, she is interviewing Priscilla Shire and talking about my mental health and prayer. And there are just all these little nuggets of wisdom in this YouTube um, interview that I'd like to share with you, but I'd also like to welcome you to go and listen to the two of them to reinforce this um, because it's not coming from me, but it's what I have seen and felt and heard in our support groups. And it's so worth mentioning to you and sharing. So 
Um, I think it is, it's way back in September of 2018. I will share this link in the show notes. And so if you want to listen to them in the interview, I, I welcome that. But so one of the things that we do all often in our lives is we have these moments where we ask God, like, okay, I need this house, I need this job, I need this raise, you know, can you, can you, you know, will you give that to me? Or we kind of beg for things and we're human. It's normal to, to do that. But what these ladies share is um, something on a different level. Some things that I really want you to think about. So when we, somebody asks us, will you pray for me? I want you to think about that differently. And when that person says, will you pray for me? Stop for a moment and tell yourself, oh, that person needs something. And can you invest five minutes of your time to just really listen to them without the intent to reply, but instead, what do they need? And ask the Holy Spirit to discern what you need to garner from this conversation, from this person, and say, Holy Spirit, will you help me listen to this person so I know how to pray for them? So when we pray, there are actual changes in our brain. And when we listen, the other person feels our love for them because listening and loving someone are so closely re- related that there there's hardly um, a difference there. So so when we're praying for our loved ones, right? Um, oftentimes we're like, oh gosh, will you please help my loved one take the struggle away? Um, but if we look at like when God was praying for Peter and Peter wanted something, but God didn't pray to give him that. God prayed that he would give him, that he would find strength, that Peter would find strength to know how to fight on his journey. He said, you know, strengthen his faith, show him resilience, see. And in strengthening his faith, he would find his way through his journey to recovery. Um, And this is what we need to pray for our loved ones is maybe not take, you know, help them um, get what they want, but help them, help strengthen them in their faith so they learn how to find resiliency in their lives, no matter what their struggles, right? And Another level of this is to say, hey, God, what do you want me to pray for my child? What does that look like? How can I pray? What what do you want for their lives? Instead of this is what I want, right? We, um, his thoughts, his ways are so different than ours. Um, they're so much deeper. His categories of prayer and um, what he wants for all of us in our lives are so far beyond what we can even imagine. So ask God, tell me what to pray for, for my child. So here's the thing though, are we gonna find this in just a nanosecond of the day, you know? Probably not. 
Um, and so these ladies share, and I just think it's really a good idea to, instead of spending just an hour a week going to church or whatever it is for you, you know, um, see if you can cor- incorporate God and prayer in all different parts of your day. And so what happens is you bring them into all your thought processes so you have the discernment of knowing how to pray differently, how to establish a relationship with God so that when he does call you or he there is a God wink or there's these little moments of joy, you're actually able to see that. Um, but if we're not present with him, we won't, we'll miss it totally. So um, sometimes we just pray for easy, comfortable, pray to give me this convenience. Um, and it's, it's anemic prayer. It's, it's not deep, well thought out prayer. We just want a happy life and we can only be happy as our least happy child. So it becomes difficult for us to actually see him or find joy because if our child isn't happy, we aren't, and we can't separate ourselves from them. So um, one of the things in, in my book, Unhackable Moms of Addicted Loved Ones, is I share what are you inputting into your life? There's a whole section on inputs, and you might think, well, what's that? So what we ingest, not just food, but our thoughts, our prayers. So one of the things I love to do is when I'm in my car, I will listen to Bible verses or gospel music, and I'll focus on a certain verse and what it means to others and what it means to me and how I can incorporate that into my life. Um, Yesterday, I shared, you know, four ways to connect with your addicted loved one. And one of the the ways was... um, if, if you're able to text your loved one um, and it's June 17th, right? How can you s- send them Psalm 17? What does that message say to you? And can you text that to your child and maybe just share an inspirational thought? Um, not about addiction, just about life and find common ground in that. Um, we can choose to input. So if we're, if you're studying, it's the 17th of June and you want to look up Psalm 17 or, um, Paul 17 or whatever it is, Luke 17, and then read it, post a three by five card on your refrigerator or on your computer, something you want to focus on for the day and watch how just intentionally doing these types of things start showing you ways that God is showing up in your life. So um, if if we go through our tough times and shift what's going on in our lives to focus on caring for somebody else. So if we go back to that initial conversation where a friend says, will you pray for me? And we go back to that person and shift our focus on how can we listen for five minutes and ask God to to give you the prayers that you need, that your friend needs to 
strengthen their faith, you will be amazed at how you show up differently. So we practice the presence of God. Um, and so instead of feeling guilty like, oh, I didn't, I didn't get to church this week. I didn't spend any time with God this week. Carve out like little moments. I don't know about you, but sometimes just going into the bathroom, that's like my only alone time. So find um, verses or meditation or uh, different ways that you can connect with God in 10 minute increments or two minute increments and see how he shows up for you. Um, let's see, what else? Um, just intentionally try to find constant discussions and have these mental discussions in your mind with God. Find a rhythm because in this rhythm, this is where we find peace throughout the day. So you know how you go on vacation and you're like, oh, praise God, I needed this so bad. Like, how can you find moments of that peace throughout your day? And when I say the word peace, what comes to mind? What, what color do you see? What do you smell? Where are you at? Who are you with? What does peace feel like to you? And go grab some of that every day, in and out of your day, even if it's for five minutes here or there. And say, God, will you show up in these five minutes? Will you show up in these little increments and help me know how to pray? Help me know what you want for me in my life and how I can find peace. I hope this has inspired you, but I encourage you to learn more about prayer and how prayer can help you change the way you pray or the way you see your addicted loved one, how you pray for your, your adult children, your little children, your grandchildren, and find the peace that you have for the discernment to pray for God's will in their lives. God bless.